Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. We're two hours away from the opening, what looks to be a an up opening this morning on Wall Street with futures all higher. Some of the corporate news that has broken overnight that you may be interested in. Carlisle, two years after buying it, shutting down diversified global asset management, a hedge fund of fund manager that was supposed to be. Part of its push to expand beyond private equity. Yahoo is going to begin approaching potential corporate and private equity buyers as soon as today, according to people familiar with the process. Yahoo shares up one and a half percent. HSBC posting an unexpected fourth quarter loss. Income from lending fell. Loan impairment charges increased. Right now, HSBC shares in Europe trading down by 2.9 percent. And the world's 12 biggest banks cutting front office currency staff by 5 percent in 2015, according to the Financial Industry Analyst Coalition Development. That extends a trend that's seen them reduce foreign exchange headcount by more than a quarter since 2010. Let's check in with John Tucker now and get the latest world and national headlines, John. Well, Michael Anter predicting he could pull off a political upset in Nevada. And more than a week before potential wins on Super Tuesday, Bernie Sanders assuring supporters he's working too hard to close the gap in Saturday's primary in South Carolina. No polls in South Carolina have shown Sanders closer than 18 points down from Hillary Clinton. Apple resisting a court order requiring the company to help unlock the iPhone of a dead terrorist. Uh, the U.S. Congress, they say, should now form a committee to discuss privacy and personal freedoms. Apple would gladly take part in such an effort, the company saying in a statement on its website today. The U.S. Auto Safety Regulator says it's investigating all Takata airbag inflators that use a chemical propellant ban from future models. It'll compile data to determine whether to expand the industry's broadest recall ever. And Syria's main political opposition is meeting today to discuss a proposed ceasefire whose potential for even limited success has been undercut by a spike in violence. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news viewers around the world. I'm John Tucker. Michael. Thank you very much, John. Time now for the Ray Katina Auto Group Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with Rob Bushka. Rob. Good morning, Mike. The Rangers continue to get just enough timely offense as they took a Detroit stalemate to overtime at Madison Square Garden. Rangers have a two-on-one back the other way. It's Kevin Hayes. In front for a shot. Score! Kevin Klein with the overtime winner. Rangers win one nothing. Fifth goal of the year for Klein. That's NBC Sports Network with the call. Red Wings netminder Jimmy Howard, he was good, 29 saves, but Hank Lundquist made all of his 22 stand up for another shutout. The Rangers have a stronghold on third. They trail Florida by just a point for the two-seed. Rangers will skate at New Jersey on Tuesday. Islanders head to Minnesota also on Tuesday. The long season continues for the Nets, beaten at home by the Hornets, 104-96. Brooke Lopez, the lone bright spot offensively on what went wrong. We got some good looks. They just didn't go down. Then we turned the ball over a bit much. You know, I wasn't really good in the pick and roll defense, and uh, our weak side wasn't there all the time. You know, when we, when we lose games, I think those are definitely uh, have been two key factors. 
Lopez finished with a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Knicks host the Raptors at 7.30. Jimmer for a debt. He'll join the team on a 10-day contract. Exciting game at St. John's. Wasn't meant to be, though. The Red Storm rallied from a 19-point deficit. Still came up short, 62-61. And that's your NBC Bloomberg Sports Update. Mike? Thank you, Rob. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Welcome back to Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. It looks like a green day, at least uh, at the start this morning. S&P futures up big, 20 points right now, 1%. 1.1% for Dow futures. They're up 176 points. NASDAQ futures up 1.2%. That's 48 points on that index. Why? Well, here's what you need to know. West Texas, 3070, up 3.6%. It's a 4% gain for Brent crude, 3432. The uh, coalition, the, the, uh, correlations seem to be holding. The Bloomberg NJIT STEM report is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, partnering with government and industry to apply the university's world-class research assets to innovate and spur economic growth. Learn more at njit.edu. Here's Bob Moon. Thank you, Michael. And at 735 on Wall Street, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Can a fancy new camera option help Samsung win back smartphone customers from Apple? The company is showing off its new products at the World Mobile Congress in Barcelona, including virtual reality hardware aimed at breathing new life into its premium line, the latest Galaxy S7 smartphones. It took the wraps off a 360-degree camera designed to work with the S7. The Gear 360 accessory is being seen as a halo product by analysts who say it could help boost sales of the smartphone in a decelerating global market. Samsung is keeping the form and shape of last year's models while fixing some shortcomings including battery power, and touting their potential role in the coming virtual reality boom. Also at the Barcelona Expo, Ford plans to debut a new model for the European market, unveil in-car technology, and outline its latest plans under the umbrella of Ford Smart Mobility, the company's initiative encompassing areas such as connectivity, autonomous vehicles, and big data. We caught up with Ford CEO Mark Fields. We're obviously here at the Mobile World Congress because we're really emphasizing the point that we are transitioning from an auto company to an auto and a mobility company. And by 2022, 345 million autos worldwide will be connected to the Internet nearly four times more than last year, according to IHS Automotive. That's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael. Bob, thank you very much. Well, if you are holding British pounds this morning, you lose Pound down 2.2%, the biggest drop, one-day drop since 2010. And we're getting down to close to, very close to the lows of the year. Oddly, though, at the same time, the FTSE is up by 1.3%, 79 points right now. All this after David Cameron got concessions from his uh, EU colleagues and set a referendum on whether Britain should leave the European Union for June 23rd. Boris Johnson, the mayor of London... Same party as David Cameron says he will campaign to leave. So what is going on in Britain and how does it affect investors? For that, we turn to Robert Sinch, macro strategy consultant at Amherst Pierpont, longtime watcher of foreign exchange markets, uh, a man who probably even knows what Marmite is. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning, Bob. Um, what are we to make of the big sell-off in the British currency at a time when people seem to be pouring into British equities? Well, I think uh, I think this may be another situation where markets are getting uh, 
probably a little bit more excited about this whole topic than is justified. You know, you look at some of the latest polling, and it actually has, uh, although the polling in the U.K. hasn't been the most reliable, it does show um, a, about a 10 to 15-point lead for those who want to stay in the EU. Um, and if that's the case, then all this becomes uh, moot. I also think it's probably worthwhile waiting till we get the full presentation uh, and discussion uh, in Parliament by uh, by the Prime Minister. So, so I think that uh, you know the markets are skittish. Uh, the dollar in general in general is a bit stronger uh, this morning on slightly higher U.S. rates and a little bit better risk appetite, and I think that's contributed to it uh, along with some weaker U.K. data. So I think there's a lot of factors uh, working themselves in, but certainly right now with the Bank of England squarely on the sidelines. There's no reason not to be to be selling pounds, and I think that's a lot of what the speculative community is doing. Right now, we're seeing the lowest uh, pound rate since March of 2009, according to the headline that just went by. And I have to wonder if, in the short run, this might be a buy, given that, uh, as you say, the BOE is on the sidelines at the moment, but the economy still seems to be strong, and the idea that they are going to remain on the sidelines, could change as fast as sentiment in the U.S. changes every time we have a good economic data point. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is a situation where the pound is certainly, um, as you said, down to, to very low levels uh, uh, on a risk-reward basis. I think if you had to do something, um, you're probably, I would think you're better off buying here rather than selling, but um, I don't think you really need to do anything. Um, I think this is a situation that is that's very fluid. As I said before, we know that the polling in the U.K. has been particularly unreliable uh, amongst polling around the world, so I think that that uh, you know, this is this is one where it's better not to play than to try to take a position on it one way or the other. What about in terms of uh, the cross with the euro? Yeah, I mean, I think that that the euro has its own problems. Also, um, I think uh, uh, you know the ECB is is looking at data. We just got data out today showing the manufacturing sector uh, weakening up a little bit more, um, and the overall uh, the overall economy looks like it's off to a sluggish start. So. The pressure certainly is building, I think, on the uh, on the ECB to try to ease policy um, at its meeting in early March. On the other hand, um, I think there's a, a growing sentiment that maybe negative rates aren't all that uh, that they were supposed to be in terms of stimulating growth and inflation. And the ECB is notoriously slow in finding alternatives. So I think this could be a tough environment for the euro over the next month or so um, because. Uh, because it's it's not clear what the ECB's options yeah. are going to be. All right, we'll continue this conversation with Bob Sinch from Amherst Pierpont in just a moment here on Bloomberg Surveillance. The euro-pound cross rate is uh, 0.78418 at the moment. The euro going for 110.25 against the dollar. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Benzel Bush Motor Car in Englewood, New Jersey, offering a commitment to service, luxury, and value with total transparency from America's premier automotive dealership to find the way you drive at BenzelBush.com. 